Today's episode is brought to you by PurinaPartners.com. Whether your fur baby is a dog or a cat, their health and happiness is probably your top concern. And finding someone you can trust to always be there when you need help caring for them can be difficult. For us at Purina, keeping your pet happy and healthy is the passion that has kept us going strong for over a hundred years. And we will always be there to help you make pet care easier so you can cuddle more and worry way less. That's why at PurinaPartners.com, you will find Purina-approved companies who offer top-notch services and amazing value. With Purina and its partners on your side, you can feel confident in the choices you are making for your pet. Visit PurinaPartners.com today and let Purina help you be the best pet parent you can be. I'm not interrupting. You have snow in your hair. It's wild out there tonight. Who are you? Mrs. Njord's daughter. I'm a hospital visitor. Who are you visiting? No one in particular. I came to sit with anyone who needs a bit of company. What's your name? Magnus. Nice to meet you, Magnus. My mother was meant to be here today. There was too much snow. And it's nearly the midwinter festival. What a shame. You mean Christmas? Is that what you call it? It's okay, though. We Skyped. May I sit with you a while? If you want to. Oh, that's very kind. What do you talk about when you visit people? All sorts of things. Whatever they want to talk about. What if you're with someone who doesn't want to talk? I tell stories. What kind? Very old stories. Are you very old? I am older than the mountains are. <laughs> I can remember when they grew out of the earth. How old are you? Nearly eight. Would you like to hear a story? Okay. Of course, this isn't the best place to tell one. A hospital is too clean and bright. Stories are best told in rooms with dark corners and shadows in front of a glowing fire. Then we could gaze into the embers together and make the stories come alive between the flickering flames. We could pretend there was a fire. Good idea. Let's pretend there's a fire. I can feel it. Can you? Yes. It's nice and warm. I can smell the wood smoke. We're being old story. Very old. The oldest story in the world? In which world? There's only one world. My stories? There are nine worlds. But there are only eight planets in our solar system. These other worlds are not planets. They're different realms. 
You cannot see them, even with the biggest telescope. They are very distant. But they're not so far away. They're just somewhere else. Where? That cannot be easily explained. But then there's no fire in this room, yet I hear the crackle of burning logs and I smell the smoke rising. Do you? I think so. You cannot go to these other realms by yourself. But I can take you. I can hear birds. They're in the story. What kind are they? Ravens. They belong to Odin. Who's Odin? He is the leader of the sky gods. The sky gods live in a place called Asgard. He sent his ravens out across all nine realms to find wisdom. He always wanted to know. What did he want to know? Everything. That's a lot. Now, there was a time when the ravens flew back and told him about Mimir's well. Mimir lived in a place called Jotunheim, the world of the giants. Was Mimir a giant? He was a giant god. He guarded the well of memory. The water in it was filled with wisdom. Odin was determined to drink from it. What do you want here, Odin? A drink of water from your well. That is all I ask. What do you say? I say... nothing. Why is that? Seldom do those who are silent make mistakes. Please, uncle. I have not traveled all the way from Asgard to leave with nothing. Name your price. An eye. An eye? Give me one of your eyes. That is my price. Then you may drink. Odin longed to know. He did not hesitate. Get me a knife. Here is my eye. I will place it in the pool. You may drink. Wisdom flooded through him. My mind is opened. Then, where did he come from? Bor married Bestla, sister of Mimir. Their son was Odin. Where did Bor and Bestla come from? Before them was the beginning, and before that was before the beginning. What comes before a beginning? Before the beginning, there was no earth, no heavens, no stars, no sky. Before the nine worlds came to be, there were just two. The mist world, formless and shapeless, and the fire world, always burning. Between them was a void, vast and empty. The poisonous rivers of the mist world flowed into this void, where they froze into huge glaciers. When these glaciers reached the fire world, they began to melt. In the meltwater, life appeared. 
What sort of life? The first creature was bigger than any giant that will be or has ever been. It had the likeness of a person, but was neither male nor female. It was both at the same time. appeared in the waters. Milk began to flow from her four udders. Emir drank the milk. And grew. It grew? It was already the biggest giant ever. It got bigger. And then it slept. While it slept, it had babies. <sighs> Giant children came out of Inga's armpits and from between its legs. Some of them had six heads. I wish I had six heads. From Emir's children, all the giants now living and all the gods are descended. There are giants still living? Not in this world. In Jotunheim. This world was not even made then. How did our world get made? Odin was born, and he grew up in the yawning gap between the mist world and the fire world. It was empty and lonely there. I hate it here. If I travel to the mist or to the fire, I will die. If I stay where I am, in the void, empty as it is, I might as well be dead. Something must be done. Odin decided to make something to fill the gap. He needed raw materials. There was only one thing to do. I have killed Emir. This will be the beginning of all things. Emir's grey, salty blood gushed out and became the oceans. The flesh will make the soil. The piled-up bones will become the mountains. Now, the skull. What shall I do with that? He thought about it for a long time. I know. When you look up and see the sky, you will be looking at the inside of Emir's skull. He liked that. It is done. I am the maker of a world. I will call my world Midgard. And then he made something else. On a lonely beach at the edge of the world, Odin found two sea-tossed logs one of ash and one of elm, laying very close together on the shore, almost touching. The ash tree is tough. The wood carves well and would not split or crack. The elm is graceful. But the wood makes the strongest planks. He placed the logs in the sand so they stood about the height of a person. He carved them into the shape of people. 
giving them ears to hear and eyes to see. He made one female and one male. He held them gently and breathed life into them. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're leaving now? It's getting late. No, stay a bit longer. Are you sure? I'll be lonely here on my own. Like Odin was. He made people to be with. I can't do that. You can. How? By telling stories. That's how you can bring people to life. I like hearing your stories. What happened to Odin after he made the people? Many things. Which world did he live in? He did not live here in Midgard. He lived in Asgard, home of the sky gods. Asgard? In Asgard, Odin sits on the high throne in his hall. The other gods gather there each day to hold their council. Who are the other gods? Oh, there are so many. How many? I've never counted them. Tell me one. There is Thor. He wields the mighty hammer. Mjolnir. Thor's hammer. I've heard of that. Do you know how he came to have a hammer? No. Then I will tell you that story. Thor is one of Odin's sons. He's the strongest of all the gods. But he's good-natured. He married Sif of the golden hair. One morning, not long after they were wed, she woke up and reached for a comb to run through her famous locks. As she put a hand to her head, she made a terrible discovery. Ah! Thor! Quickly! My love, what is it? What's the matter? Oh. I went to brush it and my hair wasn't there. Where is it gone? Where is my hair? He has left you bald. He? Loki! Loki has done this! Loki is the most cunning of all the gods. He is handsome and likable, but there is such a darkness inside him. He makes the world more interesting, but less safe. How do you know it was Loki? When something is wrong, the first thing I think is, this is Loki's fault. Saves a lot of time. Thor went to Loki's door. He found it locked. Thor is known for his strength, but not for his patience. Inside, he picked Loki up by the throat, so their faces were very close. Have you never heard of knocking? Sif's hair. What about it? Why did you cut it off? <laughs> I did that, didn't I? I cut off Sif's hair. Why? Mm. Oh, I was drunk. I thought it was funny. People will say her head has been shaved for punishment, that she's done something with someone she shouldn't have. Not funny! It's true. They will probably say that. Sadly, I took the hair from the roots, so it won't grow back. Oh, well, there are always hats and scarves. Sif would look good in a hat. Sif would look good in anything. Put her hair back or I will break every single bone in your body. It's not as simple as that. This could turn out to be fun. Here we go. Ah, dwarves! What? Dwarves. They can make anything. They could make new hair for Sif. Hair that would bond with her scalp and grow normally. I swear they could. 
Then you had better pay the dwarves a visit. Now. So Loki went to the world of the dwarves, and he took his cunning with him. Hello? What do you want? I have come from Asgard to find the greatest dwarf craftsman that has ever been. I'm told I should look for Brock and his brother Atri. Do you know where I might find them? Brock and Atri? <laughs> I wouldn't trust those fumble-fingered incompetents to shoe a horse. If they are not the greatest, who is? I am. The son of Ivaldi. Mm. I hear they have uh, set a challenge. Challenge? Mm. They will make three treasures. Anyone who thinks they can compete at such a level will also make three treasures. The gods will judge. Whoever wins will be the greatest craftsman. Official. Whatever they make, I will do it better. Oh, by the way, one of the treasures needs to be hair. Hair? Ever-growing, perfect golden hair that will fix itself to a bald head. Should be easy for a master craftsman like yourself. Loki had a plan. Loki always has a plan. He planned to set the greatest dwarfs working against one another. They would make Sif new golden hair, and they would create a whole host of other treasures into the bargain. It was quite brilliant. Brock! Atrium! Wonderful to meet you. I have heard many great things about your work, and uh, some not so good. <laughs> what? We are the finest craftsmen in the Nine Worlds. Who would dare say otherwise? The son of Avaldi was none too complimentary. He described you as... Fumble-fingered incompetence. Well, I would describe him as a sausage-fingered bunglemonger. Hmm. Have you heard about the challenge? Loki explained the terms, but Brock was suspicious. Something doesn't seem right. Is it some mischief to stir up trouble between the dwarfs? Not at all. What do you stand to win? Or lose? This is nothing to do with me personally. I am just the messenger. Well, perhaps you should get involved. We accept the challenge on one condition. If we win, we get your head. I, I am rather attached to my head. Oh, Wonderful head it is. All sorts of things go on in there, I'm sure. If we win, we'll make something incredible out of it, I promise. My head is telling me I should stay out of it. And so are we. All right, all right. If you win, you can have my head. No problem. This was a complication, but only a small one. Loki could lose his head. Only if Brock and Atri end up the winners. Does he have a plan? Loki always has a plan. Well... We can't stand about all day. I agree, brother. These treasures won't make themselves. They set to work with fingers as nimble as their minds. Now. Ready? And they soon produced their first two treasures. That is fine work indeed, brother. I couldn't have done it without you pumping the bellows. No one can keep the temperature as high and consistent as you. If it had been out by only a fraction, both these objects would have been ruined. That's kind of you to say so, brother. I may have the ideas and the craft to make these wonderful things, but without you keeping the fire just right, I would be nowhere. Much appreciated, brother. <laughs> I have an idea for the final treasure. Back to the forge. Excellent. And when I give the signal to pump the bellows, do your usual thing. Aye. Whatever happens, 
Do not slow down, speed up, or stop. Uh, this idea will be a fiddly one to get right. The temperature must stay perfectly constant. What will you make this time? A hammer for the gods. Oh, I will not let you down, brother. Atri went back to the forge, and Brock waited for the signal. A huge black deer fly flew into the room. Now! Brock pumped the bellows. A little faster, brother. The forge is still too cool. Is it better? Perfect. The deer fly landed between Brock's eyes. My eyes! Get off! It began biting his eyelids. Blood trickled down, blinding him. Get off! I say! The pain was terrible. Right! That's it! I've had enough of you, fly! Three, two, one! Playing at. Mm. I only slowed down for a second. I told you it was a tricky job. It had to be exactly right. There was no room for error. Well, I'm sorry that there was a fly. Look. You were distracted by a fly. Well, it bit me. Look at my eyes. They're all puffed up and raw. Pathetic. The hammer might be ruined because of you. We could lose the challenge. Loki buzzed out of the building. He can transform himself into any shape, person, or creature. When he came back in, he changed back into his normal self. So, are we all ready for the contest? There are some imperfections in our last treasure. Oh, well, time's up, I'm afraid. Valdesin is already on his way to Asgard for the judging. We should make haste. I shall look forward to cutting your head off, Loki. It got personal. In Odin's hall, the gods gathered to judge the treasures. Mighty Odin, first I present to you this spear, which is called Gunganir. This is very fine. This spear is so strong, it can pierce any armor. When thrown, it will never miss its target. And it has another power. Any oath sworn on Gunganir will be unbreakable. Next, he produced a small piece of cloth. When it was unfolded, it revealed a ship called Skisblafnir. It was enormous, but when he folded it back up, it was small enough to fit into a pouch. I like this, too. The last of my treasures is this. A flowing head of hair made with a hundred thousand strands of real gold. It will attach itself to the bald head of the person who needs it where it will grow and behave as if it were real hair. There are no bald men in Asgard. Father, let Sif test this one. Sif, come forward. Take the scarf off your head. The gods were shocked when they saw Sif's head. Brigitte kept it well hidden. Let me help you, my lady. Oh, thank you. When the dwarf placed the magic hair on Sif's head, it instantly fixed itself to her scalp. Better than my real hair! You are a miracle worker! Loki was relieved. His head was feeling more secure by the moment. Brock, the standard has been set. Can the treasures made by you and your brother compete with what we have seen? I believe they can, old father. First, I present to you Dropnir, the golden arm ring. Every ninth night, Eight new arm rings of equal beauty will drip from it. You can reward the people with them or store them and your wealth will increase. 
Odin fitted the arm ring over his bicep. This is very fine. Next, we have Gutlin Bursty. A boar that will race over sky and sea faster than any horse. It'll never tire, never fail you, and the golden bristles will give you light on even the darkest and most endless night. Odin looked impressed, but Loki felt sure that the folding ship had made more impact. Finally, we made this. A hammer. What do you make of this, Thor? Hmm. The handle is rather short. That is my fault. I was working the bellows when I got distracted. What distracted you? A fly. And the result is this stubby little handle. There is a good weight to it. I would have to wield it one-handed. It's not perfect, I grant you, but before dismissing it, let me tell you what makes it unique. It is called Mjolnir, the Lightning Maker. It's completely unbreakable. It doesn't matter how hard you hit something, the hammer will always be undamaged. Ah, interesting. I do tend to hit things pretty hard. You've broken many of your weapons that way. If you throw it, it'll never miss its target, and no matter how far it goes, it will always return to your hand. I have lost more than my fair share of hammers due to overthrows. <laughs> I like what I'm hearing. Mjolnir will change size at your command. It will grow, or if you wish, it will shrink down, and you can hide it in your shirt. <sighs> Ah! Ah! Let me give it a try! Ah! Thor struck at a mountain with the hammer. Thunder rolled, lightning flashed, and the mountain shattered. With this in my hand, I can protect us from the frost giants! The hammer is most excellent, but what about the hair? Sif's new golden hair. She was completely bald, remember? What? Oh, the hair. Yes, very nice. Now, Brock, show me how to make the hammer grow and shrink. Mjolnir will protect us. It is the greatest of the gifts. Congratulations, Brock. You are the winner. Now I will claim my prize. Prize? Loki and I had a little bet on the result. Come on, Loki. Let me cut off your head. I promise we will turn it into something useful. Ah, let's not be hasty. I have treasures of my own. We can make a deal. We already have a deal. Come here, let's get this over with. Hold on! I agreed to give you my head so you may take it, but if you cut off any of my neck, even the tiniest sliver, then you will be violating the terms of our agreement and you must die. Loki is right. You cannot cut his neck. How do I remove the head without cutting the neck? It's not fair. You should be more careful with your words when taking on Loki. The cleverest, trickiest, most handsome god of them all. Please stop showing off, Loki. <laughs> Odin, can I have a word? Brock whispered a suggestion into Odin's ear. Oh, yes. I think we'd all be happy with that. It would be good to stop him crowing. With that, Brock produced an awl, a pointed spike used in leatherwork. He grabbed Loki and punched holes through his lips, taking strong thread he sewed them securely shut. That'll teach you to try and get the better of a dwarf. That must have hurt a lot. The gods don't feel pain as you might do. I've had stitches. They get really itchy after a while. For Loki, not being able to talk was what really hurt. He loved the sound of his own voice. The others should have been happy. 
Why? He got them lots of treasures. He saved them from disaster as often as he got them into trouble. That was why the other gods tolerated Loki. We need a wall around Asgard for protection. I am strong. I will protect us. You are very strong, that is true. What if you weren't here? Where would I be? Uh, let's say you've gone to spend some time with the Lighten Elves in Alfheim. Well, I would never go to Alfheim. I have no interest in Lighten Elves. In fact, it might seem strange, as everyone says they're incredibly beautiful, but I find even the thought of them quite unpleasant. <sighs> Where you actually go doesn't matter, Thor. It's hypothetical. Well, it matters to me, Loki. I'm not going to Alfheim. Where would you like to go? Hmm. Svartalfheim, to watch the dwarfs at work. That is something I would love to see. All right, then. Imagine you're in Svartalfheim and the giants attack. Ah, I see what you mean. We need a wall. The next day, a stranger appeared. He was an ordinary-looking man, dressed in the clothing of a smith. Behind him trudged a horse, a stallion. Huge and grey, with a broad back. I hear you need a wall. I can build you one. It's a generous offer, but the kind of wall we need is perhaps just a tiny bit beyond your capabilities. I will build it so high, the biggest giant cannot climb it, and so thick that the most powerful troll cannot batter through it. I will build you a wall that will last for a thousand years. Ha! Such a wall would take a thousand years to build. I can do it in three seasons. Impossible. If you could do this, what would you ask in return? Only three things. I want the sun that shines in the sky by day, and the moon that shines by night. And I want the goddess Freya's hand in marriage. The answer is no. We should at least discuss this at the council. Freya will not take kindly to the idea. Don't worry, Odin. Freya is going to love it. Never, never, never. No, absolutely not. Have you really had time to properly consider this, Freya? My affection is not yours to bargain with. But we do need a wall. That we are all agreed upon. And it's not as if you're normally all that fussy. You cannot use me to buy a wall, understood? Freya objects, so we will send him on his way. Thank you. Look... I don't want this meeting to drag on any more than the next god, but I have to say, I think we might be missing a trick. How? We need a wall. Building one is a huge task. What the stranger promises is impossible. Yet, he is willing to try. Your point is? I say we give him the job. What? Let him make a start on the wall. After he fails, which he's bound to do, we finish off what he began. Hmm? Some of the work would be done for us, but for free. Bad idea. Just to extinguish all doubt, we could set even harsher conditions. Give him one season only to complete the wall instead of three, and make it clear he must work alone. He will never agree to that. He might. Why don't we try it and see? What have we got to lose? When the stranger heard the new conditions... He thought for some time before he spoke. One season, you say? Today is the first day of winter. You have until the last. And I must work alone. That's the best offer we can make. I will leave my horse to pull the blocks of stone from the quarry. Odin, what do you think? Well, that seems reasonable. Then I agree. Let's swear an oath. We will swear on my arm ring. No, 
On your spear. I hear any oath sworn on Gonganea is unbreakable. They swore on the spear, and the stranger set to work. He digs fast. He does, but he's only just started. He has much to do before he even begins cutting and fetching the stone. You had better hope he doesn't rise to the challenge. Oh, relax. It's bound to tire. He did not tire. If anything, he grew stronger. Soon, he was off with his stallion to bring stone from the quarry. It will take that horse a thousand years to drag enough stone here to build the wall. But it did not take a thousand years. Svathifari was the strongest of horses, hauling twenty blocks of granite at once. In no time, it was the last day of winter, and the wall was almost finished. Nearly there. I'm off to the quarry to fetch the last stones. You shall have your wall, and I shall have my wife. <laughs> I look forward to spending my first night with you, Freya. Back soon. <laughs> Odin, we need to talk about this. Call the gods to council. The master builder has almost finished the wall. He will soon expect his payment. I will not marry him. He repulses me. You'll have to. An oath sworn on Odin's spear cannot be broken. Then I have one request. Before I am enslaved and leave Asgard, I wish to see the one who caused this calamity killed for it. Now, now, this is not the time to apportion blame. Loki, she is right. This is all the result of your bad counsel. His advice is always bad. I can't believe no one has thought of killing him before. Let us ensure it does not come to that. We need the Builder to fail, but without violating the oath. What do you expect me to do about it? Think of something. If he succeeds, your death will be slow and painful. Loki looked at their stern faces and saw no sign of mercy or forgiveness. Leave it with me. On the edge of the forest, Svathifari was grazing while the builder cut the last blocks of stone to complete the wall. The stallion always came when his master called. But something held him back. An enticing scent on the air seemed to have him entranced. The horse began trotting towards him and the builder felt relieved. Soon he would be claiming Freya as his own, as well as the sun and the moon. But then he heard a sound. Another horse galloped across the meadow right in front of Svathivari. A beautiful chestnut mare. She stopped for a moment and dipped her head, cropping the grass. Svathifari approached her, but when he did, she moved away. He gave chase, nipping at her with his teeth, but she remained just out of reach. As the echo of the builder's last cry faded on the wind, the two horses disappeared into the deepest, darkest part of the forest. I'm sad to say that the time is up, and the wall is not finished. You cheated. The oath is unbroken. We did not cheat. 
Any more than you did. If we had known you were a giant, do you think we would have let you build our wall? <laughs> the stranger transformed. No longer did he look like a mild-mannered smithy. Instead, he had the granite face of a cliff, sculpted by anger and hatred. Before he could do anything, he saw Thor's hammer arcing through the air. Loki was gone for a year, and when he returned, a little grey foal trotted behind him, although it had eight legs instead of four. This is a gift for you, Odin. What a Beautiful foal. Though it does seem very fond of you. I want you to have him. He is called Sleipnir, and he will grow into the fastest horse that will ever be. He will outrun the wind. Where did you get him? I would rather not talk about that. Was Loki the other horse? The girl horse? He would never say for sure. Where did he go for a year? No one knows. He could have gone anywhere. How? He was a horse. He was a god, pretending to be a horse. The gods can go anywhere in the nine worlds. They use Bifrost, the rainbow bridge. Can you tell me another story? Of course. This one starts with Thor waking up one morning. <sighs> oh. Where is it? Was it gone? Uh, what, what's wrong, my love? Mjolnir. I can't find Mjolnir. The first thing to do when something goes wrong is to blame Loki. Loki would not dare take the hammer of the gods. It protects us all. You're right. Even he wouldn't stoop to such folly. The second thing to do, if Loki isn't to blame, is to ask for his advice. Thor told Loki the problem. He was worried. Lost. This is not good. Freya! What do you want? I need to borrow your feathered cloak, the one that lets you fly. Absolutely not. That cloak is my most valued possession. Thor's hammer has been stolen. I'll get you the cloak. Loki put it on and took to the air in the form of a falcon. He was flying over the land of the giants looking for the hammer when he saw the biggest ugliest ogre ever sitting on a grave mound hello friend what news from asgard how do you know i'm from asgard i recognize loki when i see him and who might you be i am thrym lord of the ogres how are things not good thor's hammer is missing you wouldn't happen to know anything about that would you i might could I persuade you to tell me what you know? How is Freya? Is she as beautiful as they say? Yeah, if you like that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, I do. Believe me, I really do. <laughs> I'm going to level with you. I do have the hammer. I've hidden it deep beneath the earth where no one could ever find it. Not even Odin. I will give it back to Thor if you bring me what I want. And what is that? 
Bring her here in eight days. I will give you back the hammer as a gift on our wedding night. She won't like this idea. I'm sure Thor doesn't like being hammerless. See you in eight days. <laughs> Loki flew back to Asgard. He and Thor returned the cloak to Freya. Did you find the hammer? I did. Thrymma, Lord of the Ogres, has it. I have heard of him. He has a nasty reputation. Some reputations are undeserved. What would you know about it? Everyone should be given a chance. Once you get to know him, he may prove to be a fine fellow. Get to know him? Mm-hmm. He wants your hand in marriage in return for the hammer. Put on your bridal crown and pack your things. Loki will take you to Jotunheim. Congratulations, Freya. You are to be wed. <laughs> get out. Freya, please. This is Mjolnir we are talking about. Are you seriously suggesting I marry an ogre just to get you out of trouble? What kind of person do you think I am? You are loyal and generous. I am no fool, Thor. I know my worth. But, Freya... Shut up, Thor. Thor, shut up. They left. Odin called a council to discuss the problem. Every god was there, except Freya, who refused to leave her house. Our enemies tremble before Thor's hammer. Without it, we are vulnerable. How do we get it back? All day they talked, but no suggestions stood up under scrutiny. Finally, Heimdall, the far-seeing watchman of the gods, spoke up. I have an idea, but you won't like it. We will do anything to get Mjolnir back. Tell us your idea. If it is a good idea, we will like it. Thor, we should dress you as the bride. You could wear a bridal crown and have the necklace of the breezings at your throat. They will think you are Freya. I don't like Hang it. Hang on, hear me out. No, it's a terrible idea. I've got a beard. I'm not shaving it off. How can I pass for a woman? Shut up, Thor. It's an excellent idea. The bridal veil will hide your face and your beard. Agreed. It is inspired. Well done, Heimdall. Goddesses, prepare Thor for his wedding night. Really Goddesses dressed him in a beautiful dress. They decorated him with jewels of every kind and put a hundred rings upon his fingers. Var, goddess of marriage, placed a bridal crown on his head. Finally, even Freya joined them. Oh, you look so pretty. What do you want, Freya? I have brought the necklace of the Breezings for you to wear. Is that absolutely necessary? Everyone knows. Freya always wears the necklace of the Breezings. It's a bit showy for my taste. Trust me, you will look divine in it. It will really suit your skin tone. Okay. <sighs> Once the necklace was on, Loki placed the veil over Thor's face and he presented himself to the others. Well, <clears throat> would any of you take me as a bride? I'm not sure about the eyes. Not very feminine. And don't lift your dress and let anyone see your massive legs. Keep the veil up and the dress down. It couldn't be simpler. <sighs> Loki transformed himself into a young serving woman. <sighs> Ooh, wow, that's more like it. If I'm going to spend time as a female, I want to look good. I will be your maid servant. 
When we get there, leave the talking to me. If you speak, they'll know you're a man. Got it? Mm-hmm. Too deep. Mm-hmm. Probably best if you stay completely silent. Yes. They travelled across Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge, to Jotunheim, world of the giants. Hurry, you fools! Spread clean straw on the benches. They will soon be here! The most beautiful woman in the nine worlds is coming to marry me. This is not an ordinary day! Loki. Loki. Keep your voice down. What if he wants to sit next to me? You have to sit next to him. That's where the bride sits. He might try and put his hand on my leg. Good point. I'll sit between you. I'll say it's our custom. Ah, there she is, my beautiful bride. I can hardly wait for the feast to be over so that we can be alone. Bring in the food! Giant serving men came in with five whole roast oxen, each the size of a house. Twenty baked salmon, each the size of a ten-year-old, a dozen trays of pastries, and five enormous barrels of mead. This meal is in honor of my bride, Freya, known throughout the nine worlds as the most gorgeous, elegant, delicate... <laughs> the bride is hungry, I see. It would be rude to talk while she is eating. The speech can wait. My love, tuck in. Four ate a whole ox by himself. He ate seven entire salmon, leaving nothing but bones. Each time a new tray of pastries arrived, he shoveled a lot of them into his mouth, which was still hidden behind the veil. Excuse me. May I have a word? Of course. The lovely Freya has just polished off her third cask of mead. I've never seen a woman eat and drink so ravenously. Nerves. Anticipation. She was so keen to get here and make love to her new husband she could think of nothing else. It's so good to see you eating again, my lady. <laughs> I should kiss her. <laughs> I would not advise it. Not yet. Oh, nature will not be denied. <laughs> oh, my love. I know how eager you have been for this. Now is the time. <laughs> the veil slipped and Thor's eyes glared out from above it. Uh, a word. Of course. Is everything all right? Her eyes are terrifying, as if a fire burned behind them. She's had no sleep for eight days and nights. She was so mad to taste your love that she could not sleep the fire, you see. It's passion. She burns for you. I see. All right. Well, then. Isn't it time for the ceremony? It is! Bring in the hammer to sanctify the bride. I want to see Mjolnir placed on Freya's lap before the goddess of the marriage vow consecrates our love. 
It took four giants to carry in the hammer. They placed it on the bride's lap. Now, let me hear your voice, my dove, my sweetness. Let me hear you say you love me. Thor put his hand on the slightly too short handle of the hammer. <laughs> what I say is that you should not have taken Mjolnir! He hit Thrym with the hammer only once. Once was all it took. All the giants of the wedding feast that day soon fell beneath the hammer. Until finally, the hall was silent. That appears to have dealt with the problem. You know, that wasn't as bad as I'd feared. I got my hammer back and I've had a good meal. Let's go home. A lot of giants get killed in your stories. Thor and the giants really didn't get along. And by the end, Loki didn't get along with anyone. Why not? The gods tolerated him, but they always knew there would come a time when he would go too far. How do they know that? Odin dreamed it. I have dreamed a dream, Loki. What did you dream of, wise one? You have children. Narvi and Vauli. Good boys, although they don't always listen to their father. No, not them. I know where you have been disappearing to. And who you have been with. Who? In the eye of my mind, as I sleep, I have seen you with Anga Botha, the frost giantess. She has borne you three children. What if she has? It's really nothing to do with you. My visions tell me that they will become the greatest foes of the gods in the time to come. Thor, you must travel to Jotunheim and find the place where Angerbotha lives. She has three children, fathered by Loki. Bring them back to Asgard. Must I go alone? Take your little brother Tyr with you. Tyr was another of Odin's sons. He was among the most valiant of the gods and brought great fortune in battle. In Jotunheim, they encountered many dangers before finding Angrabotha's keep. Loki's children were playing together in the great hall. Their appearance was shocking, but Thor and Tyr were not deterred. One child hissed and spat poison, so they tied it to the stripped trunk of a pine tree, which they carried between them. The second, a girl, walked beside them as they left, gloomy and disturbing. The third was different. <laughs> he should be muzzled. He's only a little wolf cub, and he's ever so friendly. Give him a little tickle behind the ears. If he is not leashed, he may try to escape. We have bonded. You'll follow me anywhere, won't you, little fellow? Yes, I will. <laughs> it speaks. I'm a wolf. So I have language, just as you do. What is your name? Fenrir. The journey home was unexpectedly easy. The giants have not followed us. They had done nothing to stand in our way. Don't you think that's odd? I think it is lucky. Not even the mother has given chase. It is almost as if they want us to take Loki's children. Foolish talk. 
We have done as father requested. All will be well. When they reached Odin's hall, he was pleased. The task I set you was not an easy one. Jotunheim is a dangerous place. You have done well. Bring them in. This is the first. Its name is Jörmungunda. Jörmungunda was a huge serpent. It was still lashed to the pine tree, but was now much longer than it had been. It hissed and thrashed its body as it tried to break free of the bonds. It has grown many feet in only a few days. Loki is the father of this? Careful. Don't get too close. This monster can spit burning black venom. That is why we tied its head to the tree. Yes, it may seem monstrous, but it is only a child still growing. We must set it free, but in a place it can do no harm. Where? I will take it to the sea that surrounds Midgard. The sea beyond all land. If we do not keep it close, how will we know what it becomes? Who can say how big it might grow? My dreams have told me what must be done. Mm. Dreams no more than they reveal. Right or wrong, it is what we will do. From the shore, Odin watched with his one eye as the serpent slipped between the waves and swam away in loops and curls. Go well, Jormungunder. He wondered if he'd done the right thing, but this he did not know. Bring in the second child. Thor led in the girl child, but instead of walking forwards, she entered sideways, like a crab, so Odin saw only one side of her face. Why do you have her walk in like that, Thor? She is a beautiful young girl. Let her turn and face me properly. The side you look upon is beautiful. The other is a different story. Girl, turn and show him. The right side of her face, which Odin saw first, was perfect. The green eye, sharp as an ice chip, was the image of Loki's. As she turned, he saw the left side. The skin was blotched and swollen in the bruises of death. The sightless eye rotted and pale. The lipless mouth wizened and stretched over skull-brown teeth. What do they call you? They call me Hel, if it pleases you, old father. You are a polite child, I'll give you that. Are you alive, or are you a corpse? I am only myself. But if you ask me who I prefer, then I would choose the dead. Why is that? They are simple things, and they talk to me with respect. The living look at me with revulsion. I have dreamed you. What did the dream say? You will be queen of the deepest of the dark places, ruler of the dead of all the nine worlds. Apart from the warriors who die with honor in battle, they will always come to us here in Valhalla. But all the other poor souls who die in unworthy ways will come to you, and you will be their sovereign. Odin took her down to the lightless world. This is the Great Hall, where you will receive your subjects. I will be happy here among the dead. Go well, child. He wondered if he'd done the right thing. 
but this he did not know. Bring in the last. Tear. Bring in the wolf cub. This is no cub. It's enormous. At first, he was the size of a normal cub. I played with him and he took his food from the hand. But he grew fast. Soon, he was as big as a cave bear. Then an elk. Now, he is like this. And he grows bigger and fiercer each day. What is he called? I am called Fenrir. I came here of my own free will. Now I am before you. What will you do with me? Like my father, I am strong and clever. I will not be banished as my brother and sister were. I want to stay here with the gods in Asgard. We will hold a council and decide. Away from Fenrir's hearing, Odin and the other gods discussed what should be done. I will not lie to you. I have dreamed this wolf child, and his presence fills me with foreboding. Why, father? In dreams, I have seen the end of everything, and in those dreams where all creation burns, the last things I saw were the topaz eyes and the sharp white teeth of the wolf. That could be any wolf. My instinct tells me it was this wolf. He is my friend. That may be. But I believe he will be the death of us all. You allowed Jormungandr to go free? Fenrir is different. If we do not deal with him now, he will grow so big and powerful that he will swallow the Nine Worlds. Hmm. What should we do? Fenrir, we have decided that you will stay here with us. I am glad. You have grown so much, even in a day, the difference is staggering. I will grow more! We should test your strength. Thor? Hmm. This is the heaviest chain we have. Could you break it, do you think? I believe so. They wrapped the huge chain around him and shackled his paws. The gods were pleased to find the wolf was easily fooled. Should I try now? Of course! <laughs> Fenrir flexed his muscles. The chains snapped like dry twigs. I broke your chains! Do not forget this. We will not forget. The next day, Tyr brought Fenrir his meat. There you go. Good boy. I broke the fetters, dear. I broke them easily. They will test you again. I would wager my right hand on it. Fenrir, your feat of strength yesterday was incredible. We have worked at the forge all night, making new chains, stronger chains. These contain a mix of iron from the ground and iron from the sky. We call them Dromi. The strongest chains ever created. I have already proved my strength. Break these. And your renown will spread across the Nine Worlds. It will be known that you are stronger than any giant, any god, even. Hmm. They say there is no glory without danger. I believe I can break these chains. Bind me! Once again, they did so. The great wolf stretched and strained, but the chains held. A look of triumph began to appear in Odin's eye. Fenrir twisted and writhed, straining every sinew. 
His eyes flashed, his jaws foamed. Yes! I broke the chains! Odin brooded. He sent a messenger across the Rainbow Bridge to Svartalfheim to request a chain unlike any chain made before. Is this even possible, brother? We must make it possible. Loki tricked me out of his head. It is right he should lose something. Serve him right. If this chain is for one of his children, then we will make it. It will be called Gleipnir. At summer's end, the messenger returned to Asgard with a wooden box. Inside was Gleipnir. It looked like a long silken ribbon, transparent and soft to the touch. It weighed next to nothing. Fenrir! Fenrir! What's happening? Fenrir was bigger and more powerful than ever. The gods were scared. All Martyr, we still thought of him as a cub. Not even you will be able to break this. Look! Odin held Gleipnir, shimmering in the moonlight. <laughs> that is nothing! I cannot break it, Thor has tried, and neither can he. Oh, bring me a real chain, and I will show you my strength. That is nothing but a snail's trail. This is stronger than any iron chain. You are trying to make a fool of me. Are you afraid, Fenrir? Afraid? Of what? Afraid you will fail. <laughs> Breaking a ribbon like that would be easy. But what would be the point? Where is the glory in it? I think he is scared. The breaker of the mighty chain, Dromi, is scared of a ribbon. Hmm. I am not afraid. I fear nothing. Unlike you, you tiny creatures are terrified of me. Fine words and brave words, but they are spoken because you fear being exposed as a coward. This is a trick. I will not consent to be bound. Forget it. Clearly it's too much for you. Prove to me there is no treachery planned. And I would agree. And how could we prove such a thing? One of you, place your hand in my mouth. I will gently close my teeth upon it. But I will not bite down, unless I am betrayed. Come on! You should be queuing up to volunteer, if what you say is true. The gods looked at one another, but no one stepped forward. The silence was becoming awkward. I will put my hand in your mouth. Fenrir is my friend. Very well. Bind me. Fenrir lay on his side, and Tyr put his right hand into the wolf's mouth, just as he had when Fenrir was a cub. The jaws closed carefully around Tyr's wrist, and held firm, but the skin remained unbroken. The gods wound Gleipnir around Fenrir. There. Now, show us your power. The wolf strained every nerve and muscle, but each struggle seemed to make the ribbon stronger. <laughs> At first the gods sniggered, then they chuckled. Once they were certain there was no chance of escape, they burst into laughter. Only Tyr did not laugh. He was silent. Eventually, Fenrir surrendered. I give up. Set me free. 
It is not safe for you to have your liberty. Set me free! You will remain bound so you can do us no harm. Fenrir looked at Tyr. Tyr closed his eyes and whispered. Do it. Tyr made no sound. Treacherous Odin! You lied to me! If you had not, I would have been a friend to the gods! Cease your whining! I will kill you. I will wait until the end of things. I will eat the sun. I will eat the moon. But I will take the most pleasure in killing you! Be silent! Odin thrust a sword into Fenrir's mouth, wedging the jaws open and preventing him from saying anything more. They threaded the end of Gleipnir through a huge rock and hammered it deep underground. The children of Loki are contained. Let's eat. Odin wondered if he'd done the right thing. This he did not know, but he knew that right or wrong, He'd done what had to be done. Loki's children got sent away without Loki knowing? They had to be. Odin saw the future. What did he see? He saw the end. The final battle. Ragnarok. It was just a dream. Odin can dream the future. Loki must have been angry when he found out. If he was, he didn't let it show. Loki nursed his resentments and he waited for an opportunity to get his revenge. Baldur, what is the matter? Odin had another son called Balder. He was loved by all things. He was the wisest and kindest of the gods. He lived a perfect, happy life, except for one thing. He was troubled by dreams. I dream of being trapped in eternal darkness. Of brother slaying brother. I, I dream of a new age come upon the world, an age of storm and murder, where the wolf will eat the moon. I wake up in tears. I will find out what they mean. Bring me my cloak and hat. On his travels, people told him of a wise woman who might have answered his questions. But she was now dead. At the end of the world, he found her grave mound. In that place, he called on the darkest of runes and on old powers long forgotten. He burned things, he said things, he charmed, and he demanded. Finally, a woman stood opposite him. <sighs> I have been buried here such a long time. It was a hard journey coming from the land of the dead. I do not know you, man who raised me. What are you called? I am called Wanderer. Hmm. What is the news from hell? Balder is coming to us. How? He will be slain. We are brewing mead to welcome him. Who will slay him? Ah, I know you. You are not Wanderer. You are Odin. And you are no seeress. In life, you are Angabotha, the giantess, Loki's lover, mother of Hel, and of Jormungunda, and of Fenrir. 
You should run away from here, back to your hall. There are things coming that are far beyond your understanding. Tell me, I want to know. Ragnarok, when all will be torn asunder, is approaching. No one will see me again until my lover, Loki, escapes from his bonds and comes back to me. What do you mean, Loki is not bound? I know he is not bound. Not yet. <laughs> Odin returned to Asgard, brooding and troubled. There is someone who means to do Balder harm. I will never let that happen. Oh, you cannot protect him from everything. I can try. Frigg knew Balder was loved by all things, so she made everyone and everything promise they would do him no harm. Fire promised not to burn him, metal not to cut him, stones not to bruise him. Balder, everything's going to be all right. Odin, show him. Now, stand still, my son, and don't be afraid. Odin struck at him with weapons, hurled rocks at him, pushed a tree over. Nothing could touch him. Only two faces didn't smile. One was Loki's, the other was Hod's. Hod was Balder's little brother, and he was blind. Tell me what all the excitement is about. They are throwing things at Boulder because he cannot be harmed. Of course, Odin's children must be kept safe at any cost. Everyone loves Boulder, don't they, Loki? Loki? <laughs> Suddenly, an old woman appeared. You should stop these people throwing things at him. He might be killed. There's no danger. Everything has taken an oath not to harm him. Everything? Rocks, weapons, disease, even the trees. Incredible. Didn't bother with the mistletoe. You can't make a club out of mistletoe, can you? I wouldn't have bothered with mistletoe either. Far too weedy. Hot. Is everything all right? Loki, where have you been? You look sad. Everyone is having such a good time. Wish I could be part of it. Oh. That is easy to remedy. Hold out your hand. Here. What is it? A little wooden dart I made. I will guide you closer to Boulder and then tell you when to throw it. When I say now, launch it as hard as you can. All the gods will laugh and Balder will be glad his little blind brother has been able to join him. <laughs> Ready? Yes. <laughs> now, Hod threw the dart. But instead of the cheers he was expecting, there was a stunned silence. Balder? Why don't you say something? Walter? How can this be? Killed? Everything swore an oath. Except the mistletoe. The dart must be made from it. Hard. What have you done? I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. We need him back. Someone must go to Hell's Kingdom and see if she will release him from the land of the dead. Hermod, fastest and most daring of the young gods, volunteered. He rode for nine days and nights without stopping, till he arrived at the gates of hell. There, the sun never rises, and the day can never begin. It is cold and dark, always. He walked into the Hall of the Dead. I am Hell, daughter of Loki. What business have you in my hall? 
I have come for Balder. The dead come to me, and they stay. Why should I let him go? All things mourn him. His death unites us all in misery. God, Frost Giant, Dwarf, and Elf, even the metals weep. The stones dream of his return. Let him go. He is the most beautiful thing. The best thing ever to come to my realm. But if it is as you say, if all things mourn him, if all things love him, then I will give him back. Thank you. Thank you, great queen. Before I do, you must ask them. All the gods, all the giants, all the stones, all the trees, if all weep for Balder, he may leave. But if one creature speaks against him, he stays with me forever. Hermod went out across the worlds, asking the men and women, the birds of the air, the earth, the trees, the stones, the waves of the sea, if they wept for Balder, and all things agreed, they did. Hermod was ready to return to give Hel the news, when he saw a light at the mouth of a cave. Hello? Who is there? My name is Thok. Why are you here? I'm asking everything if they miss Balder the Beautiful killed by his blind brother. All have told me that they do. They miss him as they would the sun if it were never to shine again. Not me. What did you say? Old Thok won't weep for Balder. He brought me nothing but misery. I'm glad he's gone. Let hell keep him. Hermod took the news to the gods. One creature alone did not weep for Balder. An old woman living in a cave in a mountain. It was Loki in disguise. What? How can we know that for sure? Because it is always Loki. It has always been Loki. This time he has gone too far. I will punish him for this. Balder had to die. Just as Ymir had to die to make the Midgard, everything we have must come to an end. There will never be another autumn feast in your hall, Odin. Flames will take it. Your skin will be burned from your back by the fire. Everything you love you will lose. This I swear. I will make you beg for forgiveness for what you have done this day. Run, Loki. As far away as you can. It won't make any difference. Thor, God of Thunder, is coming for you. Loki took himself off to the mountains, and near a waterfall, he turned himself into a silver salmon and jumped into the water. He was swept over the edge and settled into the deep pool at the bottom, confident the gods would never find him. But Odin knows many things. He's hiding at the bottom of this pool. Then we should drag it with a net. He's too clever to be caught by a net. If we drag the pool, Eventually we will have him cornered, then he will leap out of the water and we can catch him. Well, if he's a salmon, it will not be easy. They're like Quicksilver. I have seen bears pluck salmon from the air. I am strong and I am fast as any bear. I will catch him and I will hold on. Keep going. He is in here. There, a fish. He's trying to leap from the water. Catch him. Ah. Ah. 
Taking me to the end, Loki. You've played your last trick. Ah, let's talk about this. Find him so he can't escape. The gods bound Loki and carried him into a cave. Three people stood waiting for them Loki's wife, Sigyn, and his two sons, Narvi and Vauli. Tell me, Loki, what is the worst thing a brother could do to a brother? Murder. As Hod murdered Balder, that is an abomination. Odin looked to the younger son, Vauli. He said certain magic incantations, and Vauli was changed from a human into a wolf. Wolf? No! Kill! Navi was brave. He did not scream as he was torn apart by his brother. <laughs> What have you done? Thor, pull out the guts. We will use the entrails of Loki's dead son to bind him tight to the rocks. So tight he will never move again. Odin! Blood brother! We have been friends a long time. We have sworn oaths, have we not? We swore we would never kill one another. I made no promise not to make you suffer, and suffer you will. A snake was brought in, and wound about the stalactites above Loki's head. Its fangs dripped poison. A drop fell on Loki's face. Sigyn, Loki's wife, was left. She took a bow and held it above his face, catching the poison. When it is full, she must empty it. And then a drop of poison falls into Loki's eyes. He jerks and judders, jolts and twists with such violence that the whole earth shakes. This we call an earthquake. They say Loki will stay bound in the darkness and Sigyn will tend him there till Ragnarok comes. The final battle. Is Ragnarok the end? Yes. The end of the world? It will be the end of everything, and all the gods will die. Even Odin? Fenrir, son of Loki, will break free. His mouth will gape, and he will eat everything in his path. The seas will rise, and Yermangunda, the Midgard Serpent, will emerge from the deep and spatter black poison into the air, and all across the world, all the birds will die. There will be no more life in the ocean. Stop! 
I should have killed you in your mother's hall when I had the chance! Thor will finally kill Jormungandr with a blow from his mighty hammer. Thor is a good distance away when the head crashes to the ground, but it is not far enough. A thick black spray of poison will cover the Thunder God. He will grunt in pain and fall lifeless to the earth. And then it will be Odin's turn. I dreamt of this ending. I will die fighting you. Fenrir Wolf will conquer Odin. He will be crushed into a pulp between the mighty jaws. Just before Odin dies, he will strike a vicious blow and Fenrir will fall beside him. Loki will sail into Asgard on a ship made from the fingernails of the dead. Odin, you finally got what you deserved. His troops will be the legions of hell, the ones who died without honor, and they will return as walking corpses, determined to destroy all that still lives in the Nine Worlds. The battle will rage, and in the end, only Loki and Heimdall, the far-seeing one, will remain. It is too late, Heimdall. You are too late. They walk towards each other, wading through blood and flames. Nothing to say? When I was bound beneath the earth, with poison dripping into my eyes, <laughs> all that kept me from madness was thinking of this moment. They will fight and they will fall, each mortally wounded. I won. <laughs> what are you smiling about? You are soon to die. I can see further than you. I can see beyond this world. What of it? This is not the end. Thor is dead, but his children survive. They took Mjolnir from his cold hand, and they are noble enough to win. The world burns. All the people are gone. <laughs> I won. I can see further than you. Two people still live, hidden safely away. They will have children and repopulate the earth. You fail. This is not the end. There is no end. This is just the end of the old times. It is also the beginning of the new times. Before the beginning is the end. 
Something must die for new life to appear. Loki will try to say something cutting, but his life will be over. All his brilliance and his cruelty will evaporate, and he will lie still and cold beside Heimdall on the frozen battlefield. Then the world will finally be cremated in flames. This is how it will end, in ash and flood. In darkness and ice, every living thing will be forgotten under the sunless sky. Everything gone? Everything. I'm frightened. There's no need to be. I'm frightened of the end. There is no end, only another beginning. Can you hear me? Doctor? The storm is over. Your mother has just called to say she'll be in later. Where did my visitor go? What visitor? The hospital visitor. Mrs. Mrs. who? I can't remember. No one has been in your room, Magnus. The old woman with the stories. What stories? About beginnings and endings. From the grey waters of the ocean... The green earth will rise once more. Balder will return from the underworld and meet with Thor's children. They will tell stories of Fenrir, the wolf who ate the world, and of Odin and of Loki, who saved the gods and destroyed them. When I was in the land of the dead, I had a dream. I was in a field when I spotted something glittering in the long grass. I searched on my knees to find it like a child. It was a golden chess piece, carved in the likeness of Odin. I found more. Thor holding his hammer. Freya with her necklace. I even found a piece that looked like me before I died. When they have found all the pieces, they will arrange them on the board. The old gods of Asgard facing their eternal enemies across the tabletop. I felt happy and I smiled. It was like the sun coming up on a new day. Like the sun coming up on a new day. Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology was adapted by Lucy Catherine. The Teller was played by Diana Rigg. Odin was Derek Jacobi. Freya, Natalie Dormer. Loki, Colin Morgan. Thor, Nathaniel Martello-White. Balder, Luke Newbury. Thrym, Nonzo Anozier. Fenrir, Rashan Stone. Heimdall, Taylor Kovacevic Ebon. Mimir, Don Gillet. Sif, Lucy Doyle. The Stranger, Louis Bray. Brock, Michael Burtonshaw. Hell, Alexandra Constantinidi. Atri, Cameron Percival. Angra Botha, Saffron Coomber. Magnus, Evie Lavery. Young Hell, 
Grace Doherty, and the radio was Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology was directed by Allegra McElroy. It was a BBC Northern Ireland production for Radio 4. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.